you know. Um, hey, Ton, are you there? I think I have uh, I have you right there. Hey, there yes, you are, yes, Ton. Yes. Uh, how are you Hi. doing? Uh, very well, Sean. Everything is fine here yeah. in the Netherlands. Beautiful weather. So, yeah. Let's That's go, good. I would say. That's good. Would you um, would you mind moving just a little bit to the left? You know, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're nicely oh, okay. in the middle. We have uh, we have invited a guest today, Ton. Very often people hear just the two of us rambling about all kind of stuff. But uh, I think people also once in a while uh, want to hear uh, something from other people. And I am so pleased to uh, to ask in a few moments, uh, Alessandro Pansy, that's I think he said that I should pronounce his name. You know him uh, better than I do, but our uh, audience doesn't know him at all. So let's ask him in the show so that we can all know Mr. Alessandra Pansy and his. Uh, and the title of today is A Painter's Vision on Dance. Let's see if, uh, if we get that correct too. Um, yeah, there we go. Hello, Alessandra. How are you? All the way from Denmark. Hello, Sean. Hello, Sean. I'm doing great. What about you guys? Doing good? Yeah. Good. Everything good. Every Everything is fine. <laughs> everything perfect. good. For our international guest, Denmark is also in Europe, and it's a little bit north of the Netherlands in the same time zone Eton uh, and Alexander are. I'm in a different time zone. Um, what is the city that you are calling from, Alexander? Alessandro? I live, I live in a small city called um, Alborg. Mm. And it's like it's the pretty much the biggest northern city in in Europe. Like it's you drive one hour from here, you're pretty much at the most northern point um, in Europe. Like like where you can like land wise, um, so we're pretty far up. Um, but it's yeah, beautiful weather also the last couple of months actually. But today it started raining just right now. I'm so happy for it. It was too Good. hot and too dry now. So happy that Denmark is still Denmark with a lot of rain. <laughs> okay well we are not here to talk about the weather no much no matter how much that is i introduced you uh with a painter's vision on dance uh did i do right with that title yes and no um i would like it's always difficult to define you know like boxes and, and stereotypes for for creatives i think but um i started after i stopped dancing um professionally i started painting so i would say starting as a paint starting point as a painter is very good but um in meanwhile you know i changed in so many different directions and i work in so many different industries and with so many different people that um it's much more than just painting right now but it was the starting point good 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 how did you two know uh, each other um uh, met each other Tom and alessandro uh, maybe alessandro can tell that i think it was in slovenia in a training camp in a ballroom yeah. training camp so we put it a little bit in the box of dancing in ballroom dancing and this is where we meet each other and i think you did the workshop and or the lecture i don't know what it was and the private lesson you had also a thought yeah. was that I correct think, i think so too yeah but i was i was hooked after the workshop because you had such a different view on on dancing and you came in with such a fresh insight for me uh, um, where I was just like it just blew my mind like it was you know I, I never saw that side and I thought it was just incredible so I was so stoked when you know you contacted me again and um, I'm so happy to sit here and talk with you guys today cool cool super cool. also to speak with you many years ago 
And um, yeah, I many people say that. And now after my book, I de developed even more in my language. Not that I'm speaking well English, but I use more different words uh, for the dancing because words and movement, they are connect. And um, so I try not to speak in subjective words like uh, good, bad, uh, better, natural, normal, mm. etc. So I beautiful, try ugly. Stay away from that one, eh, Sean? Yeah, beautiful. And beautiful. Ugly, yes. Ugly. All the ugly, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes within mm -hmm. the context, that's fine too. We did a, actually, uh, Alessandro. We did a whole, uh, we did a whole series on on language and uh, and and dance. In this case, we probably could do a whole series on art and dance as well. And and my ex first experience was my brother. He was a painter and and a sculptor as well. And he took me when I was young to a to a museum. And he asked me, "What do you think of this painting?" And I said, "Oh, I think it's ugly." And then after a while, he started to say to me, "Can you say something else, please, different than ugly or beautiful?" So um, let's connect a little bit uh, your dancing uh, and how it influenced uh, your art, actually, because you started maybe mostly as a dancer first. Uh, I think I think one point be quick before because you said you know like when you the first art with your with your brother and you said it's ugly. I think it's so interesting. Um, I heard it so much from so many collectors nowadays. Um, who you know when they start buying art, they start buying it like beautiful subjectively beautiful stuff you know very realistically painted and very naturalistic um and then with time they start buying more more and more like um stuff that's out of their comfort zone and because mm -hmm. they start using time with it and they start you know exploring that world so i think it's such an interesting concept you know like when you see something and you think it's ugly or you see something and you think oh i could have done it myself um but it's always like the kind of gate to 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 open like this this or the, the key to open this little gate so I think it's actually in the beginning super important that you have that subjective side to it, right? Because you definitely you, you, you definitely you put it in some box, you, you have to open at some point. Um because if you from the beginning on think it's interesting and you want to explore nothing that, that just doesn't happen if something that's so far out of your comfort zone. So it's it's a good starting point. Yeah, I like that. I like to I love that addition. I don't know about you, Tom, but yeah, that's often my words for, you know, let's say looking at art were very limited at the time and it probably only had two words at that moment a beautiful and so it was the first starting point for me for my brother to you know ask me more more about it and then and then more words came to that point i like that a lot yeah yeah cool 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 yes maybe um alessandro what you dance ballroom and when you dance ballroom um and i think you stop with it now or you still dancing? No, no, I danced. Um, I danced for like ten years or twelve years in total. Um, and then I stopped when I moved to Denmark when I was seventeen. Afterwards, so like I think a few years after we had the the workshop with you. Um, and then in Denmark I danced for two two more years, and then I stopped. Uh, and then I I started painting afterwards, and it kind of it was really connected to why I stopped dancing because I. I started missing that creative side to dancing and had a lot of things like didn't work out um, on how the situation was in Denmark. And I started getting more and more frustrated with the fact that for me, dancing became more and more like pure sport and the whole artistic side of it started like started fading away a little bit. And I know it's also has to do with me, you know, and my insight on and how I perceive things. 
but my interest for it started like fading away and I wanted to do something that's that's purely creative where I don't have any you know like um, need to know any techniques or any anything special and for me painting like taking up a brush taking up, up some color and taking a canvas and just doing whatever I wanted to do without you know thinking about is it right or wrong or does it fit in you know in some technical textbook or how does it work like it was just such a freeing thing for me and that kind of hooked me that's what hooked me with dancing when I started you know that that free feeling of I could just do whatever I wanted to do and then through the process I kind of lost that and it was would open the door for something new so when you would look um, to the dancing you can put that more in boxes or um, technically and the painting also or there's a difference in it in this two no i think i think it was diff i don't think you can put that more in a box than the other thing i think it was it has to do with how far i was in my career compared to how far i was sorry um, in my in my like art career right um because when i already you know went to trainings camps and you know you have competitions and you have certain elements you have to follow um and with painting it was it was a complete blank sheet like i could there was no guidelines there was nothing like nobody telling me what to do because I didn't know anything about it. So it gave me that free space to just ex explore. Um, where dancing, I was already like that far that it was very, like for me, it was very narrow and, and I, I could not see, you know, like that, that blank space at that moment anymore. And that's why I loved the workshop with you back then so much, because it, it showed me, you know, like this, this mm. huge like, space, you know, to explore. Um, mm. But then like, you know, it kind of got more and more narrow to, um, you know, winning and like medals and all that stuff and pure technique, technique, technique. How fast can you be? How fast can you turn? Um, and for me, it kind of got too narrow a little bit, I think. Um, so, so what, I mean, I think that's an interesting discussion. Um, what, what caused that, uh, that, that narrowness? Is it, is it teachers? Was it how you interpreted things? Uh, what made it narrow for you? For sure, my own personal perception of it, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of circumstances. My dad got cancer around that time. You know, they were in Austria. Um, I was in Denmark. Um, then things started falling a little bit apart between me and my dance partner. Um, so, like, I think everything around dancing kind of started, you know, like, 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 like falling apart in, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, dancing for me did not become like this beautiful free space anymore. It became for me this like like because nothing else around me worked so i can't i don't know it, it was for sure my own perception because dancing was always the same you know it's very like it is free it's just how you like see it yourself but i think because of all the circumstances around me um and yeah it kind of there was some un unhappiness in me that that made it um, like very narrow i think cool cool well very honest answer i guess yes and you know i'm very impressed uh, because you start without any uh, something in your backpack about painting and you just start with it. Is that correct, what I understand? So I think this is a real artist because you start without any rules and you just start your style, stay close by yourself and produce the art what you want to produce. And the I feel limit uh like uh in the dancing because still you have their rules 
And if you interpretate the rules differently, somebody has different expectations from that one and they will disappoint. But with the art, they can take it or then not take it. So when they have um, expectations that you will make a, a tree like realistic and human beings, they would be on the wrong address with you because your art is um, something really um, where you can see people in it or a tree, but you make it like Alessandro would make that. So it's um, how you would call that art, um, the art, what you do. I think it's again something, you know, like with boxes, you know, like how do you call like a style? Um, yeah, style. Yeah. Um, I think it's like I work mostly with it's called mixed media. Um, I use a lot of different materials to, to work. Um, so I use fabrics, I sew things, um, I use paint, I use spray, I use like everything that, that I get my hands on. Um, but I specialized, especially in like fabric um, work, because yes. I, I I think you had a very good point with, you know, that, that when you have that, you know, um, in art, like you, you really have to, you know, try to be yourself and like, you have to find, okay, what makes you special? And you have to find this little, little gem inside you, um, that, mm -hmm. you know, that makes you stand out from, from the crowd. Um, but I think the same you can do in dancing. Um, and I think the dancers who do that. And again, that's why I was so thankful for your workshop. Um, they made it as uh, the trainers, it's them they, that really make a difference because they push the boundaries for what dance sport can be um and yeah. and the continuous development for for what it can become and so yeah. i don't think it's too different i think you just have to even though maybe it does not fit into the direction of dance what that you want to go um but you want to be there um maybe just keep pushing that direction and if it you know it takes 10 years for you to, to knock on these doors before they open um you have to keep knocking because that's yeah. how you create well knowledge. yeah well we 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 as in the dance dms Ton and Jean, we don't limit ourselves to ballroom or Latin dancing at all. It's just where we came from originally, uh, to be honest. And it's definitely something that I still like, but uh, and, but that's just one box that I like to play in. Sometimes I choose to play in a box, which I think is fine too. Uh, but we love to go uh, once in a while or very often outside that box. And we also challenge the box itself. That's a little bit how we uh, try, to, uh, try to say it. Uh, one thing that I picked on, on on your explanation is uh, mixed media that you like to do. Um, I, I think, Tom, what what a lot of dancers miss, whether you take our box, ballroom dancing, Latin dancing, or other boxes, it, it is per definition almost mixed media, right? You have your body, you have your music, you have what you are wearing, you have the light, you have even the temperature of the room, you have the size of the room. There's a lot of mixed media going on. Uh, my teacher called it, one of my teachers called it the strength of the medium, right? So can you play with all these factors uh, instead of only looking at what I think it is? What is your opinion about that if you cross this uh, discipline thing? I think it's a super beautiful way of seeing it. I never thought about it that way, um, to be honest. Um, when you said mixed media in the beginning now, I thought about, you know, different dance styles and how how you can, you know, everything influences one another. But I think if you see, you know, mixed media, like your shirt, the light, um, the partner, the touch, um, the floor and all these things connecting, I think it's, it's a really beautiful way of seeing it. And it makes it more whole for me when I, when I think about it right now, instead of just 
you know, it's a performance and it's you and, and her or another dancer, maybe you alone. It becomes more like a universal thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's definitely, if you look at what, <laughs> what Tom creates, it's sometimes yeah. Tom, maybe you can challenge, I mean, you, maybe you can ask or tell us a little bit about the challenge that you uh, come across when you work with people and you start to introduce this mixed media concept and say, what, <laughs> you know, we have to put on those clothes and, <laughs> And uh, yeah, Ton is very challenging. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not, but Ton is. How do you work, Ton? Like, if you choreograph, like, do you come with a preconceived idea, or do you um, feel the vibe of the people you work with, and you you work on the spot, or or how is it for you? Uh, actually, I asked a lot of questions, and um, I never uh, give answers, because when I give an answer, then I give a direction. So when I give a direction, I already influence the art. So I try um, to ask and to understand. And even if the dancers has no answer, we will look together for answer. But still, I try to put my opinion more to the side. Because when I say one word, it can influence the pathway of the art. So and I'm aware of that one. So I try to be very careful with my words and, and to help them to get a stronger person and make a decision where they are happy with it at the end. That's the most important for me. Wow. So and this is how I create choreography. Actually, I look to my material. Now I was in a high school for um, musical dancers and they never did a cha-cha and a rumba and they had a few lessons and they wanted to dance like the international style and i said no i will not use that and they make some funny things like um ah! i said okay we will use that oh no it was just a joke a joke no 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 i said it's very nice to put it in because it happened suddenly and the other one did like a ballet dance, like uh, standing like a ballet dancer. I said, okay, we will use that. Uh, look to me. I said, no, that was a joke. Yeah, I like that jokes. This makes it very special and it, it breaks the uh, pattern. And um, they not expect it. So the audience will also not expect it when I put it in to that one in the choreography. And this is mainly how I work in dancing. And I see it also like um, you have the person, that's your material. You have um, time, space. You have um, this certain thoughts. I will use this as material. So I not use it as uh, right or wrong because right would say it's an end point. A wrong it would say it's a starting point but the starting point for my expectation. So this is also not what I want. So we have no beginning and no end. And we start somewhere what somebody has in the backpack. And I try to open doors and then we come to a result. It's actually quite uh, nice. So I will not prepare it. I prepare it so less as possible. Yeah, yeah but you said I couldn't understand that, Alessandro. Well, I think it's so interesting how you, you know, where you, where you 
because like even if you say you don't have a starting point you know your starting point is like understanding the people you work with and and feeling the Material. feeling them feeling the ideas and yes. i think it's it's so cool because your choreographies are so like different and, and just incredible and and it feels like some, you know that somebody must have had a whole team of people just to work you know like everything out and it's so refreshing to hear you know it's the complete opposite it's like no expectations no nothing just just try yes when i look to your paintings i i see the dance like a painting because your painting is also space and where you start at you um how you say duke uh, sean what's canvas. that canvas. canvas yes when you start on it in that space on the canvas you start from a point you could start left in the corner down up so you start somewhere and this is your starting point so you follow your inner feeling your inner pressure and you put the first one on the painting and then it just start maybe you not think about it to start left right or down or under so how you start your first stroke on the canvas um it's i tried i think i tried a little bit like you i tried to um be as open as possible and not come with any preconceived ideas that when i meet in the studio i i try to okay what does what does my gut feeling tell me what feels right what materials do i want to want to try um and it's i I mean, I cannot ask questions, you know, because my materials don't answer my questions. Um, mm -hmm. But I try to to go really much up. Okay, what feels right? I don't come with a preconceived idea for, for okay, today I want to make an abstract painting, or today I want to make, mm -hmm. I want to use this, these words on a painting. I just I just go with the flow, and I try to break this rhythm of using, you know, like the square canvas as much as possible. And I I barely use square canvases when I start working, but I start working with loose fabrics. Um, and I, I cut them up, I sew them back together and I, I keep, I keep, um, working in that process until suddenly, you know, like you get this one little spark and suddenly mm -hmm. like all, everything like connects. Um, and, and then the piece maybe takes five minutes. Um, the best pieces take five minutes. The worst pieces I made took take like six, seven months, six months, um, six months. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, then you start. Like, like Tom said, you know, you put the first thing on it, then you have to react on it. So it's like a, like an equation you have to solve every time. Um, and you have to see, okay, what's the next step. And the further you go in the process, the, the more limited your steps are because you already have this, you know, canvas filled up or you use these materials or so you, you go like, like, can you narrow it more and more down? And, and sometimes it gets too narrow that, um, it becomes too pre-planned and it just does, it feels. Yeah. It doesn't feel and like right anymore. It feels too, too planned. So then I have to start over again. You know, I start with like, like sheets of paper or different fabrics and, and keep it as open as possible until I hit this like one little mark. Where I'm like, oh, nice. now I understand it. Nice. But let me let me ask you, gentlemen, two two things, and then I have a little remark to what a thing that you said, Alessandro. But so you use the word Tom too used the word a lot of process, right? It's the process of creation, and it is can you truly start with a blank sheet, right? If you are filled with rules and expectations, you actually mentally don't have a real blank sheet in front of you, which you said. When I truly have that, it goes really, it flows. So that's one thing. I think 
with traditional paintings, we often look only at the end product, right? So we, we have to imagine the process. Even if we don't see the process of the creation of the dance, the dance itself is a process just going from one point in time to another point in time, which makes it a slightly different way of looking at it. Uh, I would love actually to see your process of creation as well, uh, Alessandra. I think that would be, in my mind, as a uh, you know, that would be that would be incredible uh, thing. And I would lo love to hear your both perspective on that. You know, end product, see a painting on the wall, or or maybe more like almost like a process where a dancer goes through a process every time. I, th mm. I think a big a big difference is the like the. If you, if you would film the process of, of somebody working and some artists did that and they make beautiful documentaries about that. Yeah. Um, but always feel like when we have the conversation right now, right, there's a camera on. Um, if you would have the conversation privately, the cafe, the conversation would be slightly different. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I think the process would get altered, right? Because in dancing, you know that, okay, I have to perform this. So the whole thing is, is based on I have to perform. Like you, you do this to make a show for somebody. Um, like if in, in if you do it well that's in dancing a uh, competition sorry to do show dance um in painting um the process is very individual and the process is very fragile it's like when you i think when you when you when you when you practice with your coach or when you practice with your dance partner um if you have other couples around you you know and you think you always have a little bit in your back the back of your head like somebody is looking you know somebody maybe who is you know my competition is looking i always felt that that when I was practicing with other couples, there was always, you know, there's this little challenge going on. Um, and the same is with, with painters mostly, that when you work together, you know, there's a little challenge. We tried to break that and we started a, a 1,200 square meter big studio space where we um, have 25 different artists working. So, you know, we get, we are used to working together collaboratively, helping one another. So we have this positive vibe. But I think if you'd film the process, you know, I would move differently and I would do things differently different, differently than I would do if I would not get filmed. And okay. it's subconscious probably, but it's there's still this barrier to it. And I think I like keeping it, you know, um not as like the process of it. I love the process. That's by far the best. Um but I like to keep it for for me and the people I work with because there's this magic going on. I don't want to get destroyed yeah. by, you know, like yeah. some audience. Yeah. Is that the same for you, Tom? If you choreograph, you work with a group of dancers, would you, if if, there were, if you would do that, let's say, uh, with a lot of audience, would that change for you, uh, the way no. you work? No, um, doesn't matter. Is there one uh, in the room or a thousand? Of course, when there are thousands in the room, also nice, but no, I stay close by myself close by the dancers and um, no I do it not for my goldfish not for my dog not for my mom not for my wife and and first I try to put the finger on the art of freedom so no rules no boundaries just um, what it is at that moment the only uh, issue what is the language and the words are not on the same level and that can sometimes be a little bit in the process more heavy or more difficult between you and the or more challenging yes with the dancers <clears throat> and if they understand my language they understand that um, i'm not 
tell them what they must do. Because when I tell them what they must do, already the art is broken. Because better than that I dance by myself. Because um, why they must dance like me? They must dance like themselves mm -hmm. and put a footprint behind them and be proud of it. Because once you dance it, it will be also forgotten. And um, so when you have a painting, it's there. So once you put the first strike, it's there. So you can paint over it. But once it's there, it will not disappear. And in dancing, it will disappear. So I stay close by myself. And I like when it's audience there, because then they can listen to the language what I use, because the language are, it's very, very important. Um, yes, even how they stand, the body language, the expression. So this is my material. Um, and your material is the canvas, the colors, the uh, brushes, and yes, your thoughts. And my thoughts is also, an, um, how you say, like a material. So, and I want not to influence the uh, person and respect them, what they think. But what I feel is that the dancers who I'm, I'm working with, they think in boxes. So, um, and I let them realize that they think in boxes because I cannot blame them because from the history, they get this from their parents, from their environment. And this makes them what they are. And um, if you paint, you have your... Um, conversation with the canvas and the colors and the and the brushes and you will speak with them from your inner inner um, feelings and the form will be what it is on the canvas and this is what I like and for me it's the form what they uh, produce on the floor and um, this I let them realize so we do first explore the world, explore how they move on the on the floor okay. in space and time. Once they have feel that, um, no boundaries on it. So uh, they will continue on it. it uh, it's like you also, once you are busy with that canvas, you have the flow and you continue. You continue and I have the same with the dancing. So there is no rules for me, but I feel the dancers have rules. And when they have rules, I feel already the limitation. So that was a long story. Yes, a little bit tall, <laughs> but I mm -hmm. liked it because uh, a couple of things that you said you explore uh, with the dancers, how they are, which actually, in other words, Alessandro said the same thing. I start to use fabrics and then you start to know the fabric, what you can and cannot do with them, right? Because you know the fabric. There was one thing that actually struck me uh, in, uh, I wrote that down. You said, I cannot talk with, uh, with my material. Tom actually said, you actually do, which actually, you know, I'm an old coach, so I'm, I'm far in my 60s already. So I, I think you should try that. Just see if they actually talk back to you, because I think, Alessandra, they do. <laughs> Your material talks back to you. I definitely agree that they do in, in like that, that I have a connect, like a com conversation with my, yes. with my theory, right? But um, I think that's a beautiful um, 
symbiosis going on. Um, what I remember from dancing, what I loved also so much, when you have a partner and you know you have you get some completely different side of the story um, and it's different movement to it. Because when you when you work when I work um, alone in my studio, mm -hmm. um, I have a certain like like a certain process, a certain way of doing things, and I try to break these processes every day. And the most important thing for me is to to surprise myself with every work I make. Nice. I don't surprise myself in the process and with what I do. Um, I think it's you know I don't want to just copy my work again and again and again because I think that's a a huge um, it will be a huge disappointment for me. You know I want to explore. I want to. I don't want to be put in a box for, okay, this is what I do. Um, but the symbiosis, what with a different partner, um, I feel I have with the collaborations I do, you know, with fashion and the designers I work with, where I can have the conversation, like we have the conversation right now, and I get their side of the story, you know, from a completely different point of view. And I learned so much through that process. That we can talk and we can see where things overlap, you know, and our ideas get challenged. Um, where my, my fabrics... Um, I, it's a different conversation, um, and it's 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 a it's a different kind of conversation. Um, that for sure, I'm in the process. Then, when you work with with somebody, you know, human or some some living organism as such. And yes, um, I, I wanted to say something um, because after the um, exploration, we looking for muscle memory and. Yeah then we try to repeat that what we did before in the dancing but i put something new uh, on top it's muscle memory manipulation once you have it you break it again and you manipulate that and the same with um, you said copy i wouldn't use by myself copy i would use imitate you imitate maybe your pictures because copy it would be one-on-one -on -one the same and uh, when you imitate your pictures, you are close to the style, what you want to do or what you did before. But also you have a muscle memory when you do that muscle memory. Um, so you explore first, then you repeat it. You build up some muscle memory. But then I think the next stage would be how I can break that muscle memory again to create something new from it. And I see also the um, the same in dancing. Once we can handle it, I try not to repeat it in the same way because you stand in a different space, in a different time, in a different environment, and uh, you have different feelings. And the form is actually what it gets when it's ready from your feeling, from your... Yes, can you see that? So the muscle, you have first exploration, muscle memory, and then you try to break that muscle memory and you manipulate that what once you create it. How do you change it in dancing so much? Because in, you know, in art, it's it's quite easy. If I'm, you know, if I worked with my brush um, for three, four years, you know, the brush controls me and I don't control the brush anymore. Um, I, I can change to a different material, right? I can really break it down quite fast. I can say, okay, to, I only work with with my fingers, so I have to completely restructure um, how I use color, how I use materials. Um, how do you work with it when you when you dance um, and choreograph it? Oh, when I dance, um, freedom, just no boundaries, no rules, because um, and it makes it also challenging because the 
dancers what I get, they are formed by their history. And um, to get through to that one, it's also a process because they think mostly, sorry, that's judgment in good and wrong, a bad and good and in um, beautiful and ugly. But for me, it not exists. It's just um, the history of the evolution, what they feel as beautiful or good or wrong. And in dancing, for me, I can only speak for me and also for Sean, uh, because we you speak many speak times about it. Hmm? <laughs> you cannot speak for me. No, I know, I know. But we not speak in this uh, language because yeah. this will put um, an end product on it. Because when I say it's beautiful, what you want to make more than beautiful, fantastic yeah. beautiful, yeah. it's not exist. So actually, yeah. it's a beautiful what you feel. Mm -hmm. And this is how I try to approach dance also, totally mm -hmm. of free mind. But I have my book and I have my words in it, like... I would never say copy that movement so try to imitate it and mm -hmm. because imitate you need some um yeah uh feelings how you say um i come not on the english word but uh yes sean uh, you wanted yes. to tell something so i come not yes. out of my words no, that's, sorry that's okay <laughs> that's okay well i mean i wanted to answer Alexander's question so first of all, I think uh, that uh, in a lot of teachers, they say you have to do the same thing, which is actually really impossible in dance because every moment that we talk, you know, my whole body and my environment has already changed a little bit. Just being aware of the constant change in your body and think more than about recreating uh, is already uh, change actually the dance perspective completely the constant trying to think that you improve quality to by making the same is a contradiction in terms uh, in itself because how can you improve when you try to do the same thing you can only improve if you are willing to do something else does that make sense it might on service look uh, the same for a lot of people um but uh, it is specifically if Don and I talk about how you go from one point to the other point and how many ways you can do that. So another teacher that I have is saying, yeah, it looks maybe the same, but every nuance would always be different, even if you don't want it to be. Just accept that as a truth will make you, give you more freedom. Does that make sense? Oh, so, um, so that's it guys uh, time goes really fast by the way uh it's uh, we, we're already talking uh, more than uh, 40 40 minutes uh we covered uh, we covered quite a bit if you think about it if you listen through it i will make uh, a little recap of it uh, we mostly explored you know dance art you know end product process we we talked about la language we talked about strength of the medium right mixed media that's where that discussion start i think that was uh, that was beautiful Alexander, me from my side, I probably have a few hundred more questions I would like to explore with you. Uh, I hope our audience will do that too. Is there one thing, if I give you a few more minutes, is there one thing that you at least want to leave behind in this episode? Because I'm sure we'll invite you one more time, if not multiple times <laughs> back mm -hmm. in the show. But is there one thing that you say, hey, I want to I wanna leave the show with at least telling this? Uh, oh, definitely. I think um, the one thing that for me um, really, really stands out, um, in, in, no matter what project I work on, and it's just, you know, work together. Um, 
I love, you know, like every process, like every project they have, where there's multiple people involved and multiple different um, views on it. And, and we, I try to set like all the projects up in a way um, where everybody has complete creative freedom. And I think that's such an important aspect when you um, work with multiple people. Um, and I think also in dancing, right? Like when you have a partner or when you have a group, um, that everybody has complete, complete freedom. And that's, it's, I think it's such a vital aspect, um, which a lot of, especially painters forget sometimes because you're so used to working alone. Um, that working together can can move everything so much more, and you can just learn so much more, and it's like explore yourself so much more in other things. Um, that working together and helping one another is key. Is like, yeah, just just that you know the togetherness. That's that's what what's what I really hope that a lot of people um, keep exploring in the future. Like get get together with people from different fields and try to push boundaries. You're here to that. Well, thank you so much for being our guest. Um, Alessandro, like I said, you know, uh, we would love to have you. Uh, we have to uh, have you back uh, very soon. Um, I'll say goodbye already to you right now, and then Tom and I will close it off. Thank you again for being, uh, for being our guest, and uh, hope to see you back uh, real soon. Hey, Tom, you know, that was great, you know. I'm I'm so glad that you know this person. It, it was you know I I we could have at least you know I think four more hours <laughs> of discussions with him. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. It was really fantastic, and you can see how close art and dance are um, together. And uh, yes, absolutely, we must speak more about about it. And what I like from Alessandro, he. Uh, we can uh, produce maybe his website or is uh, yep. where you can reach and can see his paintings. Original, he is from Austria, what I understood, and he lives in Denmark and very colorful. Uh, his painting is one of a kind. So I'm really glad uh, to know him and that he developed his life like this and that he is growing and growing every time. So. Thank you, Alessandro, also. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, yes, I will, in the show notes, I will place, uh, you know, the links uh, to, uh, if you want to know more about Alessandro or you want to contact him, I'm sure he's open to, uh, to, well, I'm just throwing this in. He might not be, but I hope he is, he's willing to answer any questions and so on. All right. This was uh, Dance Jams, another episode. Um, I'm not sure what we will do next time, but we'll see you hopefully next time. This was Ton and Jean. And with this, we say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.